You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode number 69. Today's show is designed to help you discover a guiding theme for the new year. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. My name is Liz Fulcher. I'm the host for the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. And guess what? I just realized that this is my 10th year. I started this podcast in 2014. Wow. How many podcasts have started in the last 10 years? When I started this podcast, it was kind of a novelty. I love listening to, I like listening to words. I like listening to stories, podcasts, audiobooks, NPR. I really like listening to talk. And I think that's what first drew me to doing a podcast because, you know, when you really enjoy something, you kind of want to do it too. If you're enjoying watching somebody painting, you feel like, I'm going to try painting. Well, I wanted to try podcasting and had no idea how to begin. I literally Googled it, couldn't find courses. So I went on to Udemy and I found two or three courses on how to start a podcast step by step, did a few lessons and just started doing the podcast. And here we are 10 years later, and I'm still at the mic and still very much loving it and really appreciating all the people who have downloaded my episodes, who have followed me, who are on Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, I would just like to say a quick hello to three new Aromatic Wisdom insiders. These are people who become a part of the Aromatic Wisdom Patreon page. I'll give you a link to that in a second. But first, I want to just say a really warm welcome to Pippa D, Sherry T, and most recently, Amanda R. I'm thrilled to have each one of you as an Aromatic Wisdom Insider, and I deeply appreciate your support. If you're not clear what Patreon is, it's a way for listeners to help me keep the podcast going with a small monthly contribution. If you'd like to learn more about what is Patreon, you can simply go to patreon.com forward slash aromatic wisdom. So in a second, I'm going to share how I came upon the theme to live 2024 with real intention. And then I'm going to give you some steps on how you can do that for yourself. I have recently been diagnosed with ADHD. Surprise, surprise. I knew it. I checked every box. Uh, and so much of my life suddenly makes sense, like my tendency to become easily overwhelmed by details or my tendency to procrastinate because I'm overcomplicating my ideas. I have tons of ideas. Most well, first of all, a lot of adults with ADHD become entrepreneurs. They're really creative and enjoy doing things themselves rather than having a boss and being in a box. And I have tons of ideas, but I tend to overcomplicate an idea I have about a project or I make it much larger and more complicated than necessary, thereby never creating the thing. 
I am now working with a coach who specializes in entrepreneurs with ADHD. We are a really unique animal, and I am betting a lot of you listening would benefit from this type of coaching. His name is Ezra DeWolf. I'll put a link to how you can find him in the show notes. Ezra quickly recognized my tendency toward overcomplication and therefore lack of progress. He continually repeats the words, optimize simplicity, Liz. It doesn't have to be that big. It can be a lot smaller than you believe they need, and they will be just fine for your audience. So I've been talking about creating an online ACP, aromatherapy certification program, since 2020, since uh, COVID and I started going online. I've been teaching a 235-hour live aromatherapy certification for decades, The idea of getting it now from a binder onto, uh, you know, digitally continually stops me because I feel overwhelmed. Ezra said, Liz, you don't need to build, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge to get your students over the water to get their knowledge started, optimize simplicity, and start with a smaller bridge, enough to get them over the water. You can then build a Now that you have experience building a little bridge, you can go ahead and build a bigger bridge and have that be your level two ACP. That concept resonated with me right down to my core. So the concept of optimizing simplicity is my theme for the year. Start out small, make it bigger if you need to. Sometimes small is enough. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to do a level two. Maybe level one will be enough and I'll be on to something else. I'm not really sure. We'll just have to wait and see. This concept of optimizing simplicity can carry through the entire year, through my work and in my personal life, housekeeping, bookkeeping, all the keepings. (laughs) Trust me, this is a theme that can be infused into my whole life. So, Until now, all I've done is talk about myself. As fascinating as I think I am, I really do want to talk about you at this point and how you can find your theme, your core purpose for the new year. And by the way, this doesn't have to be something that you do once a year. Anytime you have a fresh beginning, a new beginning, a fresh start, you can always get a theme for that start. If you are moving into a new home, if you're changing jobs, if it's Monday, if it's the solstice, anytime that for you, it feels like the slate is clean and I can start anew, that's a great time to set an intention, a theme, a purpose for the next step that you're going into. So it happens to be a new year as I'm recording this. So it's appropriate for all of us right now. However, if you're listening to this in July, the concept can still work for you. There's truly no wrong time for setting an intention to support you uh, as you move forward. So, you know, I love a good definition. I don't have a definition per se for choosing a guiding theme because what I'm talking about is really more of a concept. So I'm going to kick things off with just sharing two aspects of what gives having a guiding theme its power. So the first is, it is your North Star, and it should be rooted in mindfulness and intention. It helps if it's flexible and versatile. So for example, I'm going to infuse my whole life with optimizing simplicity. The second thing that gives it power is, it is an anchor. Having a guiding theme will keep you moored to your intention. 
there will be times when you're going to get off track. And having a very strong theme will really keep you anchored to your intention. Now let's move into the fun part of this process, how to choose your theme. There are so many different ways to set a theme for the year. It's very personal. You may already have an idea. You may know, oh my gosh, I know what it is, Liz. I have wanted to heal this area of my life forever. I'm going to really make that be my focus this year. It may happen organically as it did with mine. I didn't really have one until I was coached and understood that streamlining, simplifying, optimizing simplicity was really where I needed to go. It resonated so deeply with me that it was obvious. It may not be obvious to you. You may feel, I'd really like to have something to work toward. I, I like having a goal, but I, I, I don't really know. My whole life's a mess or my life's great. I don't really know that I need to work on something. There's always something we can improve. There's always something, a focus that we can have in making our lives even more satisfactory. So as you're listening to this podcast episode and you're thinking, I don't know where to put my focus, then I'm going to give you a tool called the Wheel of Life. It is very, it's classic. I'm going to guess that all of you have heard of it or seen it. If not, you're going to love it. It is called the Wheel of Life because it is a circle with lines through it, which create triangles inside the um, the circle. I hesitated because I always want to say it looks like a pie. I love pie. And so you can call it your pie of life, or you can simply call it the wheel of life. That is the term that's generally used. In a nutshell, you indicate each area of your life inside the wheel, and then you rate that area of your life, which gives you an immediate snapshot of where there's abundance and where there's not so much abundance, where you may actually be impoverished. You may think that you've got a great spiritual practice going and see, wow, I put that as really low, so I might need to work on that. Another thing to to watch out for or to be aware of is when you are setting a goal or a focus with an intention, notice that you're going to want to either have less of something in your life or more of something in your life. For example, you might want to have more money, more love, more opportunities. You might want to have less overwhelm. You might want to have less clutter. For me personally, I'd like to have less procrastination, which is why simplicity or optimizing simplicity appeals to me, because I know that it eventually will lead to less procrastination. To keep things simple, as that is my goal for this year, I'm going to tell you three questions that I ask myself when I go through the wheel of life. The first is, what do I want to create in this area of my life? What do I want to see more of? What do I want to see less of? So again, you may want to see more organization. You may want to see less chaos. And what I just said is two sides of the same coin. So choose the language that resonates with you. Now I'm going to give you eight areas of life where you may wish to look at and consider your status in that area of life. So for example, family and friends is the first one. Are you spending enough time with the people you love? Are you happy in your relationships? I lumped family and friends together. You may wish to have a, a triangle just for family and another one just for friends. It is your wheel of life. Make it the way you want. Another area is health. 
Do you wake up every morning energized? Are you ready to go? And yep, hooray, I feel terrific. Or do you feel sluggish and tired and unmotivated? Once you have an awareness of your state of your health, you can then move forward in adjusting it. Are you making time to move your body? Uh, let's see, I'm, just, I'm still on health. Have you, have you sought out any experts like a doctor or a massage therapist or an aromatherapist <laughs> for any health issues? So these are some things you can look at. And of course, always asking yourself, what do I want to add? What do I want to remove? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? Number three are finances, big trigger for most people. I've heard it said people will tell you about their sex life before they will tell you about their financial life. So are you financially stable? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Do you have a monthly budget? Uh, this is a big one for me, actually. So I'm, I'm just going to be doing that this year. I'm going to create a, a spreadsheet with my finances, uh, something else that's been but that's also part of, believe it or not, that's part of optimizing simplicity for me. Because if there's confusion around my money, and I don't know where my receipts are, and I'm not sure how much I made, I'm not sure how much I spent, because I don't keep good records. If I have a spreadsheet or any sort of a tool or system that makes it clear for me, that is optimizing simplicity. Moving on, you can have a category called spirituality. You may wish to call it faith. Uh, are you feeling at peace with the universe? Do you anticipate good things happening for you? Are you living out the values of your faith day by day? Fun and recreation. I love this one because a lot of us just don't have enough fun or enough recreation. You know, what activities do you consider fun? Stop and think about that. Personally, I love to roller skate and I don't do it enough. And that's something I like to add more of in my life. Uh, are you prioritizing recreation, taking time just to get away? Are you doing any activities that re what's the word? Uh, renew your soul? How about the areas of love or romance? You know, what are the areas of your life where you want to make adjustments in the area of love? Again, love and romance are not the same. Love could be completely like universal love. Romance could be the relationship you have with your romantic partner. So there's a list of eight suggested areas of life. You can Google Wheel of Life and you'll find tons of articles and blog posts and suggestions um, for categories. What I do want you to remember is when you find a guiding theme for the year, for the month, for, for the next six months, whatever it is, what I really invite you to do is to be flexible with it. Life is not static. Life is very dynamic. Things are changed this year alone. Will There will be a lot of changes. There always are. That is just the nature of life. So allow your guiding theme to evolve with you, to adapt with you as you navigate all the changes, challenges, even the great opportunities that could come your way this year. I would love to know what theme you've chosen for yourself for this year. It's super easy to get in touch with me. Just go to aromaticwisdompodcast.com. You'll see up at the very top of the header with all the words or all the, the nap, what's called the navigation menu. You'll see the word contact. Just click on that. And all you have to do is fill in this, the blocks. And I would just love it if you tell me what your theme is. And if you wish to share why you chose that theme, I would be honored. So that concludes the main body of the podcast, the topic. You know what that means? Yeah. Yeah, you do. It means it's time to smell my life. So I had a doozy of an experience this week. 
with a, an essential oil that I don't use very often, which is wintergreen. Wintergreen and birch are both are, are two essential oils you have to use with a lot of caution because they're very high in methyl salicylate. Those of you who study aromatherapy chemistry or essential oil chemistry know that uh, methyl salicylate is an ester, and esters generally are, are very friendly, they're very kind, they're very gentle. We don't have a lot of safety precautions with them. Methyl salicylate is different. When you smell winter, uh, yes, wintergreen or birch, you'll notice straight away that it has the aroma of Bengay for those of us in the States. I, I'm sure there's something in your country uh, similar, maybe they call it icy hot, and it's that, that medicinal smell. And it actually is the methyl salicylate what you're selling or smelling what you're smelling. And like methyl salicylate, which by the way, aspirin is also made from methyl salicylate. Methyl salicylate is really good for pain and inflammation. However, as a massage therapist and aromatherapy practitioner, I'm very careful with how much I expose myself to it. And of course, I'm very careful with the dilution levels when I make a product for a client with uh, with either of those essential oils because it is so great for pain. So I have a girlfriend uh, who, her name is Leslie, and she had a very bad knee. It kind of happened all of a sudden. It was just before Christmas. I went to visit her. She was wrapping gifts, and I had taken a little present for her. And she started telling me about her knee, and, and I understood it was probably, I think it was overuse. So I ran home and I made her a salve. The word salve can be confusing because there are salves, there are ointments, there are butters. I'm going to do a podcast episode, I promise. Just keep reminding me if I forget. Send me an email saying, when are you going to do that podcast, Liz, on the difference between the three. I love the word salve, S-A-L-V-E, because if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I love words. I love the origin of words. I love language. Salve, S-A-L-V-E, is the root of the word salvation. And the word means healing. So I love the idea of making a salve, which is specifically for healing. A salve can also be an ointment. It can be a butter. Bottom line is, it is a product that is made with a carrier oil, beeswax, and then essential oils added to it is one of the options. Very easy to make. I'm not going to go over the recipe in this episode, but what I will do is put a link in the show notes to a pod or to a blog post I wrote on how to make a cuticle butter. It's exactly the same formula, but you just swap, swap out the oils. I would put wintergreen in there. How much? I'm not sure. I'll put that in the, the show notes. So I made this salve for Leslie's knee. And I saw her a week later, and she said it really made a difference. She said within a couple of hours after putting it on, she already noticed that there was less pain. And I told her, you've got to use a little bit every day. So two or three times a day, she was putting it on her knee. She works in her office. And I said, be mindful because it's got a strong aroma and your colleagues may not like it. As I said, a week later, she said, Liz, I could feel it within a day. I could feel the pain was less. And every day it got a little less to where she forgot that she had knee pain. Needless to say, I was delighted with the results, but not surprised because wintergreen and birch are both good friends of, of um, any practitioner that works with pain. I like to put it in the form of a salve, an ointment, a butter, whatever you want to call it, a product with beeswax and, and oil because it has real staying power. It doesn't just evaporate. It stays for a long time on the area where it's placed. And that is this week's Smell My Life. 
And there you have it, my friends, another episode of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast in the bag First one of 2024. I'm really hoping I get a lot more done this year because I'm optimizing simplicity so that it can happen. I will give you a heads up. I may be editing a little less stringently, which means there may be more boo-boos in my podcast. Please don't hold it against me. That is one of the things that takes me too long in this uh, work, doing a podcast, because I do it all. I over-edit. I edit and edit and edit. So we'll see. (laughs) Again, write to me. Let me know what your theme is, what your what your word is, what is your guiding intention for 2024. I really would love to hear that. Remember to check out patreon.com forward slash aromatic wisdom. And I will be back with episode number 70, talking about the difference between fragrance oils and essential oils. It's kind of surprising to me how many people still don't recognize that there is a difference between oils that come from plants and oils that are manufactured. So I'll talk about that in episode 70. Come back and find me, won't you? Thank you again for being with me. And as always, always be happy, be well, 